Hey, Fran. Welcome or welcome back to the pod. I'm Dana. That was so, that was so weird. Why did I say it like that? Hello. Hello. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I'm embarrassed. I'm your host and coach, Dana. More importantly, though, your bestie, sometimes your big sis, right? I'm here to give you all the tips and tricks to tackling your fitness journey day by day and keeping it real. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something that is super important, and I'm noticing that this is something that needs to be talked about because of posts I'm seeing on social media, conversations that I'm having with my online fitness clients every single day. I'm like, I need to broadcast this. I need to get this out there. Public service announcement, put this on the news. We cue Ariana Grande. Cue her up right now. Break up with your boyfriend. We are ditching the scale. We are ditching the scale. Let's go. Today's episode is sponsored by Apex Skin. One of my New Year's resolutions is to really try and take better care of my skin, and Apex has helped tremendously with setting me up for success when it comes to personalized skincare. I religiously use their papaya cleanser, the perfect moisturizer, and the vitamin C serum in my daily routine, and I've already seen such a difference in my skin. I also went to Apex for my lip filler and Botox, which now is something I know I don't think I can ever live without. Aesthetic consultations are 100% free and so helpful to get you on a plan of products and services to address your skin's needs. Apex Skin offers same-day appointments and has 14 locations all across Northeast Ohio and specializes in services from aesthetics, medical, and surgical. Prioritize your skin health in 2024 and use code Dana in person or online for 20% off products and services. That's D-A-Y-N-A at checkout. Why? Why do we need to ditch the scale? Now, first of all, this is not for everyone. This is not for everyone. Listen up. If you are on a fat loss journey, this is something that I recommend, okay? Because the scale shows one number. It shows your weight. I've made so many posts about this on TikTok and Instagram. If you follow me and you watch this stuff, you're like, Dana, I get it. I sound like a broken record. I am going to drill this into your head until you stop stepping on the scale every morning, every week, okay? Because that number shows you one three-digit number that is nothing but just your weight. And I think sometimes we get on that scale and we see 185, or whatever it is, okay, that number. And we think, oh my God, I weigh 185 pounds. That's 185 pounds of fat. No. Whether you know that, like obviously now that we sit and think about it, we're like, well, obviously no, that's not all fat. But I think when we initially get on that scale, that is what starts swamping our mind. And I just want to reiterate and remind you, this is just your friendly reminder that that is not what that number means. So you are made up of a bunch of atoms. We could get into it, right? We know the drill. We've taken science classes. We've got bones. We've got muscle mass. We have reproductive systems, okay? Like 90% of my following are women, right? So we are meant to carry babies. We've got boobs. We've got fallopian tubes. We've got all the stuff that makes us women and makes us able to do incredible things. And with that comes a little extra weight. I've talked about this before where I think it was on an Instagram story where I kind of debriefed, uh, you know, muscle mass versus body fat and my personal body composition because I'm starting the transformation challenge at Orange Theory and I'm focusing on losing body fat. Now, real quick, let me peek into Orange Theory for a second. We do this every year at the beginning or middle, I guess, of January and then it ends at the end of March. So it's an eight-week challenge. And this year is pretty cool because when you sign up, you're actually choosing if you want to focus on losing body fat or if you want to focus on gaining muscle rather than just changing your body composition. 
competition all around. More importantly, there is a winner, of course, of this challenge, and there is a male winner and a female winner. Why is that? Because we probably all know this because it's not fair at all. Not one bit. Men just, I hate to say it. I don't want it to come out of my mouth. Men just lose fat quicker. They seem to just have a faster metabolism for whatever reason that it is. I don't have the answer for you right now because I wasn't prepared to go into this rant. They just lose it quicker. Some of the men step on the scale that we have at Orange Theory called the in-body scanner and they can be well under 20% body fat, okay? A lot of the women that go to Orange Theory, I've seen women under 20, 100%. And I know some women have the goal to get under 20%. But I know myself personally, I probably will never be able to be much under 30% just because I've always had a larger chest, always. I got my boobs in fifth grade, was made fun of for them. I've always been self-conscious about the boobs. I also work with a gorgeous woman who is the same way. She's in great shape. She's tiny. She's fit. She's active. She lifts. You looking at her, you'd be like, you've got no fat on you. She also can't really get under 30% body fat. Okay. That's just something that is genetic. It's something that may just be how it is. And this is why the entire episode is focused on not going off of numbers. I don't want you to look at the scale. I don't want you to look at your body fat. I don't want you to look at the number in your genes because do you want to know something? I don't know about you, but when I introduce myself to new people or my friends I haven't seen in a while, I'm never going, by the way, I weigh 170 pounds now. By the way, I weigh 130 pounds now. By the way, did you know I'm in a size six gene? Who, who says that? Who says that? And if you have friends or family members that are asking you those personal questions, ditch them. Throw them out to the curb with your scale. I just don't think that numbers are the best way to track your progress when you're on a fat loss journey. Now, of course, if you're bodybuilding, if you're training for a competition, if you're in sports, if you need to make a certain weight category, things like that, those are all different. That's that's a whole different story. I'm talking like you're just like me. We're in our 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, whatever. We are focusing on losing fat. We're focusing on getting healthier. We are focusing on sustainable fat loss and a sustainable healthy lifestyle. There are other ways to track your progress. So something that I always uh, recommend to my clients is taking progress pictures. We love a progress picture, but here's the key. Here's what you need to make sure you're doing with the progress photos. Taking it in the same area is recommended at the same time of day because depending on the day, you can bloat, you can change all different sort of things, how you're filling out your clothes, how you're standing. There's so much that goes in the progress pictures. And these are pretty tricky too. So just keep in mind what time of day it is, how the light is coming in. If you're using overhead lighting, if you're using natural lighting, set up the tripod, don't move it, whatever you need to do. Use the same phone, wear the same clothes, wear the same clothes. This is the most important one that I need you to focus on because wearing different clothes is absolutely going to yield a different result when you look back at these photos. So wear the same sports bra, wear the same underwear, shorts, whatever you're choosing to take the photos in and keep them for you. They don't need to go anywhere. Even if you're one of my clients listening to this right now, like you don't have to send them my way. They're your photos and you can do whatever you want with them. I recommend looking at them every couple weeks, comparing new ones, taking them when you feel good, whatever. But those are what I want you to track your progress in and also your confidence, how you're presenting yourself. Do you have more energy? Are you drinking more water throughout the day? Do you feel like your sleep is getting better? These are all different ways to measure progress. Are you 
going faster when you're on the treadmill? If you're taking Orange Theory classes, are you upping your base pace? Are you upping your push pace? Are you lifting heavier weights at the gym? Do you feel like your endurance is getting better? Can you go a little bit longer on the treadmill or the elliptical or the bike or the rower? You know, those cardio, those cardio machines faster or better or longer than you were six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago. Another thing I need you guys to focus on and remember is that it takes time. And I think that this is another thing where it's like, duh, right? Okay. (laughs) We're told that all the time. We know it deep down in our core somewhere that it's going to take time. But I feel like, again, it's something that your brain immediately starts to play tricks on you. When you start creeping into that, you get on that wheel and you start spinning and you are going on the rabbit hole. You're spiraling. Your brain's like, you've been doing this for a week, two weeks. What's going on? Why aren't we losing weight? Why aren't we feeling better? Why aren't we? Because your body takes time to adjust. It takes time to adjust. Again, if you're using the scale in the first week or two, you're not going to see progress. As far as the numbers, as far as the numbers, I will say, you might stay the same You might actually see a dip in numbers, but here's where that gets tricky. You're kind of tricking your body because if you've been sedentary for a year, two years, whatever, and you start going to the gym five days a week out of nowhere, in two or three weeks, you're going to lose a couple pounds, probably, of course. However, once your body gets used to that, it's going to stay stagnant and it's going to stay the same. So then you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? I've been doing this now for six weeks and I only lost the initial five pounds. Well, now we've got to implement more weight. You got to pick up more weight at the gym, girl. You got to redo your fitness plan, redo your meals, tap into your nutrition a little more. What's your nutrition looking like? And I feel like those are all tricks that we just don't, we like hit the ground running right off the start and then we get a little lost. So remembering that the first couple weeks are going to either show you great results and then in a couple weeks you might start to feel like you're plateauing, which just means we got to shake it up. Or you're not seeing anything at all, and that's because we haven't been working long enough yet. You have to stay consistent. Consistency is key. I know it's been beaten to our brains for the longest time, but you guys actually sit down and think about it. What does that mean, being consistent? That means you have to get up every day and commit to it. And yeah, it's freaking hard, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But if it was easy... Everyone would do it. Everyone would be great at this. Okay? Everyone can't be. But if that if you want that to be you, this goes for anything in your life, not just fitness. If everyone could be a CEO, then everyone would be a CEO and it wouldn't be admirable that someone made it to a CEO position or was a lawyer or was a doctor or had whatever dream job it is that you want to do that you find admirable. If it was easy, everyone would have it. It would not be a great thing. You wouldn't feel like a superstar when you reach that point. So you need to put in the work and stay consistent and keep your eyes on the dang prize. All right. Here's another thing is that I know that I see a lot whenever you see people posting and I do this sometimes too on my page because I'm so into creating sustainable lifestyle goals. We don't want it to be taxing. We don't want to have to like bring our own food to a family party. We don't want to have to say no when we're going out, you know, to eat with friends and, you know, drinking and things like that. We want to be able to enjoy it. But here's what happens. You do have to buckle down and really set those boundaries and get kind of strict with yourself in the first, I'm going to say 12 weeks. I know you're rolling your eyes. You're like 12 weeks. That's so long for 12 weeks. I just want you to set yourself up for that. Choose some habits that you can instill within yourself. Be strict, be 
consistent, and set those boundaries for yourself. Stay with them. Then, after those first three months or so, you'll kind of see that your lifestyle is still happening. You have, you've built this new lifestyle, this, these new habits, but everything else around you is just kind of falling into place because you have those keystone habits. We've talked about this before. Water, steps, sleep. Get your exercise in, get your movement in, build healthy habits, and then it's going to start slowly incorporating into a lifestyle that you'll be able to sustain. That's the key here is sustaining that weight loss, sustaining that fat loss, sustaining that energy, that consistency, falling in love with the gym, falling in love with fitness and moving our body. You want that to be attainable and sustainable. Okay, so setting realistic goals and then being able to keep them for the years to come. Because if we do this for six months and we lose 50 pounds, that's incredible. Great. I love that for you. But then we have a baby or we get married, or we get into a new relationship, or we start a new job, and life happens, and if you just did the quick one and done, and you just got it over with, and you lost the weight, and you're like, cool, I'm set, I'm good for life. No, you ain't. We got to build the sustainability to set us up for success for the rest of our lives. Once we build those habits, then once the baby comes, once we get married, things like that, we we take the time to celebrate and have time off, but we thrive in those habits and those routines. And so since we've built those, we're able to get right back on track without it being a huge fall off. So creating sustainable lifestyles. Okay. Here are also a few things I want to tap into reasons that the scale could have gone up this week. Let's say you're still using the scale because you didn't ditch it. Like I told you to, these are reasons that the scale could have gone up this week that don't have to do with fat. So remember how at the beginning we talked about how the scale is the weight, not your fat. So Just in case you're still, you're ignoring me. You're like, I don't care, Dana. The scale works for me. I'm going to keep stepping on it. I need to remind you a few reasons why the scale could have gone up that does not have to do with gaining fat. You're not drinking enough water. Get your water in, girl. Get your water in. Okay, we're all on that Stanley kick right now. Two to three Stanleys a day. Can we do it? Yes, we can. You can do anything you set your dang mind to. Just do it. Just do it. Just fill it up when you wake up. Drink it throughout the day, around lunchtime, around, you know, that 3 to 5 p.m. snooze time that we all feel fill it up again, drink it. Okay. Maybe you're about to start your period. Do you know that where you're at in your cycle absolutely plays a part in how you're feeling, how your energy levels are, everything. Being a girl kind of sucks low key. Okay. Sometimes it kind of sucks. Like we're getting sleepy. We're tired. Just it's exhausting. We've got menstrual cycles. Those affect how we move how we stay focused. So just keep that in mind. If you're not moving as heavy weight as you did last week, it's probably because each week we pretty much enter a new phase, right? Every two weeks or so, we're either in our luteal or in our follicular. You know what? This is a great girl to listen to. Sophia um, Pinella, not me, mixing up all of my... I have so many S's that I follow and that I'm inspired by, like Shelby Sacco that I talk about all the time, Sydney Adams, Sophia Pinella. So sometimes I get them mixed up. So Sophia Pinella, she has an incredible, you may have seen her before on TikTok and Instagram. She also has YouTube and a podcast that I listen to. Bestie Chats with Soph, I think is her podcast. She talks about the women's cycle. She's so real, so cool, so down to earth. And she's like fitness and lifestyle, but also has really opened me up and taught me a lot about the women's cycle more than I ever learned in school. Um, more than I've ever even taken the time to research on my own. And she explains it really well. So if you're interested in learning about like your cycles and stuff, I highly check uh, recommend checking her out. Another reason that the scale could have gone up that doesn't have to do with fat, putting on muscle, okay? We're at the gym. We're at the gym 
all the time. If you're consistently putting yourself in the position to gain muscle, don't be surprised when that scale goes up. Okay, it could be your muscle. It probably is you gaining those big muscles. You're a muscle mommy. Maybe you had more sodium than usual. If you're overindulging, and I'm not even, I don't even want to say overindulging because sometimes our foods, you know, America, we know her, we love her. They sneak in a little bit more extra sodium than we need to in our foods. And if you're eating out, even if you're eating like Chipotle or, you know, a healthy salad bar, I'm trying to think of like, you know, Core Life and all those good places where you're like, okay, this is healthy, but it's on, you know, where it's like a, a bar. What is that called? A buffet style. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a buffet style. Kind of how Chipotle does, you know. But they have like Piata, Coralife, places like that. They're putting stuff in the food to keep it fresh all day. Okay? You can't have that sort of stuff, veggies, rice, sitting out all day and not go bad without having to put something in it. So just keeping that in mind that you may have had a little extra sodium. I've noticed since I was little that whenever I eat Chinese, my ankles swell. (laughs) Because there's a lot of sodium in it. So be cautious, too, of how your body reacts to it. Because you absolutely could be bloating or gaining weight, I'm putting air quotes around that, when you eat too much sodium, and especially if you're not drinking enough water. So if you're eating a lot of the sodium, especially like if I eat like Chipotle, I have to up my water intake at least another 40 ounces or else it's not flushing out of my system and I'm staying bloated for days. So just keep that in mind. Maybe your body is getting used to a new routine or new medicine. So if you started a new medication, absolutely talk with that, you know, talk about that with your doctor and see if that could have a contribution to the weight gain or weight loss for sure. I'm no doctor, so I won't go into any more detail with that. However, I've definitely noticed that with medication and with birth control, things like that, it has absolutely affected my weight. See, being a girl is so much fun. Also, introducing a new routine. So if you're waking up earlier than normal, if you're going to the gym more than you normally have, it's going to kind of put your body into a shock and your body's going to be like, what the heck? And you might see a little bit of a roller coaster with the scale. Okay, so getting used to a new routine, using new medicine, weighing yourself at a different time of day. Guys, do you know this? This is so important. I might make a post about this because this is, again, urgent, er, PSA. You cannot weigh yourself after a workout. You might be like, I just worked out for an hour. I'm feeling so skinny, feeling so good. I'm going to hop on the scale. Nope. Because your body retains so much water during a workout to keep you hydrated and all the good things, you are actually not going to like that number when you get on the scale after a workout. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do an in-body scan after a workout. Don't get on the scale after a workout. You should be doing it right when you wake up. Like the second you wake up, you go pee, you get on the scale. If you're going to use it. Wish I could come to all of your houses like the Grinch and steal all your scales. That's my 2024 goal. Also, maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Your body, this is actually something that I was taught before I even went to once before I even started my NASM certified personal trainer like course okay took the exam this is something that was instilled in me when I first started Orange Theory actually by the head coach that was there at the time um, and actually someone who partially owns my Orange Theory incredible guy very inspiring and he literally told me he was like if you're not getting enough sleep your body does not have time to recover that is the time that rest is so important you guys for muscle recovery for your metabolism please make sure you're getting enough sleep Six to eight hours is recommended. I don't know you or your personal goals or your body or, you know, the certain kind of everybody's different. So talk to your doctor if you're really that like, you know, confused or concerned about it. I would recommend about six to eight hours a night. Another pretty quick episode for you guys this week, um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys are feeling a little bit inspired to start measuring your progress with non-scale victories, okay? 
all the good stuff. Let's recap, you know, clothes, how they're fitting you, not the size in them, just how they're fitting you, how you're feeling, how your confidence is going. Are you increasing your speed on the tread? Are you able to go longer? Is your endurance improving? Are you lifting heavier weights? Are you getting better sleep? Are you drinking more water? I'm out of breath. Guys, there are so many different ways to track your progress without using the scale. I am so proud of you. I am so dang proud of you. I love you. Please keep going. Stay consistent. I am here to talk if you need me. You know I'm always a DM away. I can't wait to talk to you next week. And thank you so, so much for listening.